The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Dr. Feelgood himself, Mr. Jason Koopsick. What's cracking, sir? Uh, sorry, I was <laughs> drinking my beer. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you sipping It's on? hot. It's Fuck hot yeah, it's 90 hot. degrees today. I know. It's badass. No, it. no, yeah. it's not. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I got out this morning, mowed the lawn. I was done with that psalm bitch by 10 a.m., maybe 10.30. Yeah. Regardless. Before the heat really hit, you know what I'm saying? And what it time was did you so, start? It was so pleasant. Uh, I started roughly, I don't know, 9 o'clock, something like that, like 9 a.m. You just got push mower though, right? Fuck yeah, buddy. Gotta How big bur- is your lot? Got to burn the calories, you know what I'm saying? No, I was over at Malvern Manor doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a guy that does mine here at my house. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, we talked I, about I, that. I got a guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. But over at the manor, you know, it's different. It's just different. Because I enjoy mowing that lawn. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a freak. I think I'm a little freaky. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Uh, We got a few things I want to start out with quick. Real quick. On our phone line, we got a text and a call. So I'm going to read the text real quick and then I'll play the call. Um, But the text is from Shaggy. He said, I'd just like to point out that you can never drink too much coffee. And the good doctor should know that. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very and nice. then we have a call. Yeah. And I'll just play it here. Just give no it transcript available, it says. Probably because, yeah, never mind. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? This is Josh. Uh, so I just got done playing a show. Uh, driving home right now. And just got off the exit. Uh, basically... I'm like seven miles from my house. Just got off the interstate. I don't know what the fuck I just saw. Um, all I do know, is I'm gonna sound like a fucking nut bar saying this. Um, Kusik, buddy, you mentioned the story before of you driving down the interstate and seeing something, um, basically fucking flying, like a fucking flying human fucking shoes um pretty god bless it certain that I just saw the same goddamn thing um like I'm completely beside myself right now I, I don't even know like I haven't even been drinking like <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck is going on I'm not tired like, I don't know guys um so anyway just wanted to let you know um Maybe, maybe we could use this clip for the show or whatever. I don't know. All I know is um, I saw something pretty fucked up. So I'll just talk to you later. Bye. So it sounded like you had a, had a, Dude. a quite the experience there. Um, literally got off the interstate. Uh, got to the the stop sign there on the on the off ramp. Was making a left-hand turn then to just drive, you know, towards my town. And as I'm going over, I'm on the bridge now, which is, you know, an overpass, basically. Um, on, I'm on the bridge, and I see uh, on the left side of my windshield and then off 
even further then uh, followed it with my eyes out my my driver's side window um, looking at this and I'm like <laughs> I, I don't know man I don't know what the hell I saw because it was fast I saw pants I saw black shoes and I saw fucking something flying that's what I saw again not drunk hadn't even drank <laughs> that night um, was not even tired like I said I just got done playing a show I was pretty wired like I was ready to roll you know what I'm saying um, and plus it was only like 11 o'clock at night at that point not even that probably 10.30 at night um, crazy fucking crazy I don't know dude I don't even know how high off the ground would you say it was? Well, that's here's what's weird about it. Now, imagine this. I'm on the bridge, okay? Mm-hmm. Initially, when I'm seeing this thing, it's probably a good 8 to 10 feet off the ground. Then it's flying off. So now, what initially started off as 8 to 10 feet off the ground, well, now it's past the uh, the side rail of this bridge that I'm on, of this overpass that I'm on. So now it's more like probably, what, 20 to 30 feet in the air from the interstate, uh, from the ground level over there. Um, So yeah, I don't know, man. I do not know what the hell it was I saw. Um, I immediately uh, just uh, called the ecto line, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was there any light on it you said it was black pants and black shoes i was just thinking when i saw mine i'm not saying this is what it is but when i saw mine they didn't have drones i mean the government had drones but they didn't really have drones could it have been something hanging off a drone i don't i uh, I don't know why anybody would be doing that except for to scare somebody but i don't know man um I guess that's interesting. I didn't see anything like that, but I'm also in a car. So, I mean, your your vision is fairly limited, especially up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it, shit, I guess that is possible. But yeah, that Do you was, think it was the men in black? We just talked about that. I don't even want to think about it because that crossed my mind, too. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. All I do know is I'm like, I'm in the middle of nowhere right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am literally in the middle of nowhere. So I got off at the Bartlett exit. I mean, do you, you remember where that's at, right, pal? I think so. Bartlett I mean, is a town of, like, of, fucking On 29 10. getting off, right? Yep, and Bartlett has, like, a population of, like, 10 people, okay? Um, and I, I don't even think I'm joking about that. Like, it is very small. Um, and, yeah, so I don't, like... Uh, nothing was going on in the town like I didn't even meet another car until I got to Tabor you know where I live Uh, I don't know man I don't know it messed me up pretty good sounds like it I mean I saw the thing that I saw was on 29 too but it was on in you know within Kansas City metro yeah I was gonna say you were right on the outskirts of Kansas City at that time right yeah, pretty much. I was uh, over by like the airport. I was north of the airport, okay. closer to Weston. Okay, I, okay. If anybody from the Kansas City area knows where Twenty Nine breaks off of Four Thirty Five, because it becomes part of Four Thirty Five yeah. for a little bit north of the airport. Right when it breaks off, there's a uh, you know a truck stop there. There's some other stuff there, but there's a big quick trip and and other things there. Um pretty much anybody that drives around the metro knows this truck stop because it's the only thing really north of the airport until you get up towards Weston. So, um, yeah, so that's where I saw this. But it was it was over 29. Yeah, it's kind of weird, though. Like, all I know is how I felt trying to keep a level head at the same time feeling uh, this crazy overwhelming feeling of just nope of dread you know what I mean just fuck it like no way you want nothing to do with this like this is completely fucking wrong whatever it was that I was seeing 
Like it hit me, like down to my but it, damn it took core. A, away from you. Correct. It was not even like it was more of a fucking glide than anything. But it was. It wasn't that fast either. You know what I mean? Like it was like. Were they modern shoes, like the one that I saw? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I remember when you saw yours, you said it was more like skater shoes, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, see. That's what I like them too, like, um, or Converse, something like that. Okay, okay. Flat bottom shoe. These seem to be just black, um, probably more like your your high top, uh, not running shoe, like tennis shoe, I guess, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Something like that, similar in nature, but I didn't see any... Uh, distinct markings on it, like a Nike swoosh or uh, the Adidas lines or anything like that. Like, I didn't see anything uh, distinct like that. Um, but the only real thing I could make out was what appeared to be the very, very bottom tip on each side of what I could only assume would be considered brown wings. Um... And, and and the uh, the dark so pants it was, and you, the, and you the were thinking shoes. more wings than a cape. That's exactly what I was looking at. It looked like wings because it wasn't low like a cape would be low. Like mm-hmm. when I imagine a cape, I'm thinking all the way down to probably your calf in length. This is more up uh, closer to the base of your shoulder blade. You know what I'm saying? Or or your mid-back, something like that in length that I'm seeing. And I saw just the bottom little small portion. Dude, this messed me up, man. Like, this fucking messed me up. Um, fuck. I don't know, man. Like, I'll probably take a different way to it to a gig. I'll probably take a different way home. I'm not Why? even lying. I'm not I mean, lying. it obviously didn't attack you. No, it didn't attack me. But what if... It's over a major highway. If it's a person trying to hide themselves, ah. they're, they're not going to do a very good job of it over 29. Right. Because, I mean, it was still fairly busy, you know? I mean, the interstate is always somewhat busy. Was there anybody else on the highway that time? I know you were above the highway, but Correct. do you remember seeing somebody driving underneath or I do not, coming up or headlights or anything? I don't recall any of that. I do know that on the on the road that I was on, there was no one uh, behind me or in front of me. I do know that because I didn't meet another car until I literally got to my town seven miles away. When it took off, did it go north or south? That would have been north and then... It would so it would have been your left-hand side as you were going over the highway? Correct. So it was north... Uh, and swooping, like, back towards that off-ramp then. Okay. Like, very messed up, man. Like, I have no idea. I got nothing over here. <laughs> it was so fucking cool. Um, and scary as hell. Absolutely. But, yeah. Is there, is there anything, at, anything at that off-ramp? Any buildings? Street lights? The, um, yeah, okay. Um, so if you were to go right off of that off ramp and then you go down, um, I don't know, quarter of a mile, you will have, uh, I believe, two street lights down that direction and there is a bar, uh, that sits right there. Yeah, but that would be too far for any camera footage. Right. Right. Yeah, especially in the dark, you're not going to see anything. Yeah. I don't know, dude. No, the opposite, the other direction, the direction I was heading, uh, the place is a ghost town. You know what I'm saying? It might as well be a ghost town. Um, I mean, life literally shuts down at like four in the afternoon over there. Like, it's, there's nothing going on at all. But yeah. So there it was. I don't know. I don't even know what to uh, what to make of it. Hmm. I don't know. Emo flying kids along I twenty nine. Sons of bitches. 
You know, I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more because I haven't really yeah. looked to see if there's other people reporting this stuff. I've talked about it, obviously. Like a, like a but humanoid I've never looked in up. flight? <laughs> other than the Mothman, you know? Well, I mean, I've heard it's obviously not Mothman unless you learn to wear clothes um, or decided to wear clothes. It's a very good point. Could be. Um, I didn't see new wings, though. That doesn't mean they weren't there. I, but I clearly saw a caper trench coat yeah. type thing hanging down. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's just fucking weird. They're watching. They're watching. They probably I think it could are. have been an angel. That's the other thing. You know, they're the like, thing fuck, Josh is are. coming. They're like, Josh is coming. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> like, right now, get far away from this guy. Oh, my goodness. So weird. All right, pal. Would you? Uh, would you come up with some news stories? And I, I made a bet with myself, and I want to see mm-hmm. if I win. But let's go. Let's let's do this. Artist loses virginity to an ET, and now he paints about it. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. All right. Let's this comes from a mysterious universe. Dive right um, in here. <laughs> I'll just I'll just yeah I'll just read into it. Uh, I don't know how mu- or I don't know much, but I do know that for sure that I lost my virginity to an extraterrestrial woman. <sighs> That's a great opening line for a novel or a science fiction fiction film, but David Huggins says in a new documentary that it's a true description of the biggest day of his life. <laughs> I knew I knew a few Huggins. They were kind of weird. <laughs> um. The surrealistic artist has been painting about his surrealistic experiences with aliens, including his hybrid children. Fuck me. And is the subject of a long-discussed documentary that has finally been released called Love in Saucers. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Yeah, this is happening. Uh, Some of Huggins' not-safe-for-work artwork resembles alien porn. But he can blame it on impressionism, not to mention the psychological trauma of alien encounters, even those that include out-of-this-world sex. <laughs> no, this could happen to you, Josh. This yeah. could happen to you. This Okay. Look, this could be something. Let's be honest. We here. should get this guy for the, an interview. For we this. should. And I, I'm all about that. But I don't see it happening to me. For a slew of different reasons that I'm never going to mention on the show. Now, if that did happen, if I got laid by an alien, what do you think Kirsten would do? Oh, she'd be pissed. She'd fucking hunt down that alien. What if? I mean, you can use the excuse that they use mind control on you. I don't know if she'd buy it. You don't think she'd buy it? They fucking use mind control on me. She'd think a likely story. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, in previous interviews about his experiences and his artwork, Huggins, now 72, and a resident of Hoboken, New Jersey, claims he was first visited by aliens in the early 1950s when he was seven or eight years old and living in Georgia. Homeboy is 72 years old. Yeah, uh, it says he didn't, or he didn't know what they were at the time, but later determined that they were greys. Okay. Uh, there were the greys, the little hairy guy, an insect being. Those, that's a quote. Uh, that doesn't sound too appealing. No. Huggins said he told his parents about it, and they chalked it up to his vivid pre-artist imagination. Wow. He says things got better when he was 17 and met an alien named Crescent while on a walk. Apparently, her large black eyes, pale pointy face, and wig-covered gray head were more to his liking. <laughs> so I'm picturing the lady, the lady alien from Mars Attacks. Yeah. Huh. Um. Anyways, let's see. Um. Because he claims they got naked and had sex. In one of his NSFW paintings of losing his virginity, he shows that the naked crescent 
looks a lot like a naked female. Uh, yeah. Human, human, naked human female. Uh, Huggins not only lost his virginity, but became a father. I wonder if it's like Total Recall. So the paintings... Sorry. <laughs> it, um, the paintings itself... Yeah. He, it basically puts an alien gray's head on a human woman's body. Got it. Um, Huggins not only lost his virginity, but he became a father. He right. claims that the couple had over 50 hybrid children, some of which he has painted. So, huh. Although he <sighs> obviously had plenty of intercourse with Crescent, he says he's normally sedated and the experience is subdued. Poor guy. Subdued. <laughs> There's also been contact with other greys who encouraged him to have sex with Crescent and sire the hybrid kids. I love he believes, that word. What? I love that word. Sire. Sire. Yeah. <laughs> he believes they may also saved his life by warning him about a snake and saving him from drowning. The conversations with the other greys has been lifelong and ongoing. Uh, the paintings seem to be both a celebration of his alien experiences and a way of dealing with them. The impressionistic artwork shows alien and saucer-shaped spacecraft. Uh, Huggins says he went to abductee meetings when he was in his 40s and found them to be, quote, a club that no one wants to belong to. Oh, damn. He also met with a neuro... Theologist, a neurotheologist, um, says neurotheology links religious be- experiences and behavior to the nervous system, uh, who suggest a trauma or seizure could be responsible for visualize- for visualizations that Huggins believes to be real. Uh, Huggins is also an avid sci-fi fantasy and horror movie fan. Yeah, uh, Huggins got some attention in 2014 when filmmaker Brad Abrahams agreed to make a documentary after hearing him on radio. While there have been many trailers, that has been about it until the spring when he released it in Hoboken. While the film was not reviewed for this piece, information about upcoming showings are available on his Facebook page or website. And it doesn't say... If he's lost his virginity to a human, That's I mean, ours. technically you're losing your virginity, but okay. Yeah. So let's, let's get gross here for a second. Please God. Yeah. If somebody in their thirties that hasn't had sex, if they go and have sex with an animal or is that considered losing your virginity? I don't know. And how different is that to an alien? I mean, it's humanoid, but it's not human. True. So if he never had sex with a human female, did he lose his virginity? Well, it kind of seems like the dude that might fit that bill not having sex with a human, I mean. Um, answers to this. I need to know if he's ever had sex with anybody else. And I need to know if he's considered a virgin still in real life if he hasn't. He's 72 years old. Well, they have a Viagra now. He can still lose it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what we could do for him. Oh God, we get we him. To... Oh, we interview him, mm-hmm. and then we, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll figure some something out, right? Definitely. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. What a fun story. Huh? (laughs) Damn. I got a good one here. What do we got? A London-based firm uh, to create a real matrix. Uh, Let's see. According to some new theories, there would... uh, The world we know is made up of digital data. And that every action that we choose to do is made up of highly complex algorithm, uh, algorithms, therefore making our existence nothing more than a computer software or a virtual reality. Um, but even if we possibly live inside a simulated existence, there are firms out there that want to achieve this by creating their very own matrix 
to simulate new worlds for people to interact with. So basically making a matrix exist uh, inside another matrix, basically. Um, Let's see here. The computer firm called Improbable is aiming to achieve what could be groundbreaking software that would change humanity's way of living. The creation of a super massive virtual reality is already being funded by a Japanese company, SoftBank. Uh, and there's a video that goes along with this that I will uh, definitely be putting up there. Because damn, man. Just damn. I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to copy and paste this shiz right now. Pretty interesting stuff. What do you think, my friend? Good? Bad? Otherwise? Mm, may already have happened. Maybe we're living in that right now. You know, okay. I've had crazier thoughts. I'm not going to lie to you. But here, here it is. If we are living in the Matrix now, if we're here, like, if this is what some would consider the Matrix, this would be a Matrix within a Matrix. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just an alternate matrix, an alternate series of, of realities. Um, I don't know exactly what they're after here with this. I just know shit could get interesting. It really could. All right. Posted that shit up. Let's see if this actually works here. There we are. Hell yeah. Got it. I don't know, I mean, buddy. What, there's yeah, a I mean, possibility. So it's weird to think about if we live in a simulated, if yeah. we already live or if we create a simulated universe that we can either go into or we create beings in there, uh, sort of like Sims-esque. Sure. If we're already in that, then do we really have free will? It's the same argument as with, like, if God has preplanned our life, do we really have free will? That's That's an argument. But could you make... uh, I mean, I don't... I I think, theoretically, you could make a computer program that would allow your Sims in them to make their own decisions? Yeah. I mean, it might be more advanced than what we can do right now, but why... Why couldn't that be done? So maybe we could be in a simulated universe and this hasn't been planned. And this guy really did lose his virginity to ETs. Wowzers. And if that's the case, okay, so if we live in a simulation (laughs) now, that's the case, can we affect our programming like Neo did in the Matrix? Can I change something, hack it, so to speak? Yeah, there it is. Could that happen? I'm sure it could. About myself, or could I sit here and change something in your environment there in the room? I mean, could that explain spirits or aliens or or the floating guy you saw, the the flying guy you saw? I mean, it's a projection sort of thing. True. If we were already in a simulation, why wouldn't we be able to manipulate it? Computers glitch all the time. Yeah. I mean, anything, in theory, anything would be hackable, right? Anything could be uh, fallible, I guess, right? I mean, that's safe assumption, isn't it? Shit, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean... I just think if it is if it is man-made, something could fuck well, No, up. the thing is, is it might not be man-made. Yeah. There may After not a even while, be really humans in the universe. Humans could be a creation within a computer program or within uh oh we call it a computer because that's what we have it you know, we that's what we would liken it to, but it could be something organic even creating true. us in a digital Again, that's another term we we just use because that's what we're used to, but Yeah. We could be we could be the thought of something rattling around in some giant alien's head. We could be that. This Just the thought form of some creature out there. And our universe is that creature's brain. 
I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. But is then it, you go down all these it, other crazy roads, like what kind of timeline does that creature have to be living on? Right. But damn. if we have thousands or you know billions of years of what we think our universe has been around, yeah. if we really are a creation of something, or if we really are um, within a brain of of some sort, what's that thing's timeline and life like? Yeah, I just went cross-eyed <laughs> trying to like, think of this. Uh, I don't know, buddy. Like, this is fucked up. Yeah, it's just the government trying to fry our brains by thinking too much. Is that a thing now? <laughs> to think too much? No, it could be. It could be. <laughs> I just think people aren't thinking near enough. That's my deal. I I would say that there's probably an argument for both. People way overthink so many trivial things. True. Very, very true. Oh, my goodness, man. Interesting things. Yeah, go ahead. Ancient tanks spotted on the moon. What? I only brought this up because it's a piece of crap story, and I wanted to use it as an example of yeah why all those Mars things aren't really what they think they are and stuff like that. So it says, UFO enthusiasts scouring NASA images for evidence of ancient civilizations in space believe they have found remnants of a tank on the moon. The puzzling oddity was initially spotted by researcher Scott C. Waring. I feel like we've read that name quite a few times. Of UFO sightings daily. Scott C. Waring. Got it. I, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned him quite Probably. a few times. Uh, who proposed that it's some type of alien craft. However, in keeping with the ambiguous nature of space anomalies, others have a different interpretation. Uh, perhaps owning to its owing to its current geopolitical tensions looming over the world here at home some have suggested the enigmatic anomaly may be an ancient tank Uh, anyways it's a rock or some sort of stone erosion that looks like like the face on Mars the face on Mars in other pictures don't look like it doesn't look like a face Hmm. Uh, this is the same thing it's just it looks like a tank, so they want to say it's a tank. I mean, that makes sense. But how far away are these taken? How f- I'm, I'm not sure. Like the pics? I, I, it doesn't say. Um, I'm just trying to figure no out, like, scale. To show you know what I mean? The size of it. Oh, okay, there's okay. no reference in the photo to show the size of it. Yeah. Um, because it's the only thing in the photo. The rest of the ground looks flat. I mean, by the way it looks, but okay. it's just the shadow. It basically is just a rectangle with a circle on top, and maybe a little thing sticking out of the front. Looks like. Huh. So I mean, it, it it's the shape of a tank. Yeah, but it's clearly. I mean, okay, I could say that there's a chance that it could be a tank underneath a bunch of moon dust. Sure, but. It's just people stretching, looking for things, shapes. Um, and that's what we do anyway. You know yeah, I mean, I, mean? I you know me. I definitely believe that it's possible that there's an alien race living on the moon. Um, I think the human, human or some sort of intelligent species been on the planet a lot longer than we think that they have, which means that they could have been to the moon in the past. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe they're Nazis. Maybe Nazis are on the moon. Iron skies is real. Sure. I don't know. I just think this. I just think this is them. Another UFO thing reaching out, saying, "This has got to be a tank," because in the same shape, it's bullshit. I think. Sure. Well, I mean, most likely it is bullshit. You know. 
I mean, that's just probably, you know. It's just matrixing is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's not even really matrixing. It's more just, it is the shape of a tank. But it's us thinking because it's the shape of a tank, it has to be a tank, which is... Sure. uh, (laughs) It's not like a pattern that happens to... (laughs) You know, our brain can put it together to look like a tank. It is shaped like one. I just think that it's just because it's shaped like it, it's you shouldn't necessarily say, oh, well, it's definitely a tank. Yeah. Fuckers. Oh, my goodness. So, um, let's see. All right. So here's the deal. I'm going to pause the show real quick. We're going All to right. uh, listen to a word from our sponsors really quick. And come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. One night. One location. One group of friends. Pushed their limits of sanity. It was great. It really made you think about some things. How how everything's connected. Oh, sure. How do you perceive your own reality? The film was really awesome. Being a, a investigator and being at Malvern uh, a couple times, uh, this really jived with a lot of experiences that I've had. What's that? Perception and stuff, just, you don't think of those things. So, very interesting. You're not allowed outside anymore. Watch the Brush with Evil series, along with other Josh Hurd documentaries. Go to joshherd.net find books, documentary films, and of course, the ectoplasm show. Joshherd.net. All right, and we are back. Back for more. Back for more fun. My goodness. So, you still haven't read the story that I thought you were going to read. Oh, the one you made it about with yourself. Correct. And it still hasn't happened yet. So I'm still just saving it, I guess. I have two stories left. You got two left. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're if you're going to do it. I don't know. We're going to see. I have uh, I got one here about a dinosaur. Nice. The best preserved dinosaur fossil ever found by miners in Canada. Did you read about this? I think I heard about this. Like, but I think I heard about it somewhere. Yeah. And uh, it says Sean Funk, a Canadian heavy equipment operator, uh, discovered a number of astonishing prehistoric finds in his mining career, including petrified tree stumps. Fossilized remains of prehistoric plants. However, uh, the discovery... uh, This is fucking nuts to me. Like, this is what people are considering the holy grail of paleontology right here. It says, Funk was digging in the earth. Uh, He came across something much harder than the surrounding rock. He and his supervisor, Mike Grattan, noticed that they were digging into walnut brown rocks, which they immediately suspected could have belonged to a prehistoric creature. As they examined the rocks, they realized that they were uh, studded with sandy brown discs 
and decided to contact archaeologists, which is smart on their part. Um, Regardless, paleontologists, excavators from the Royal Tyrell Museum swiftly arrived on the scene, uh, immediately identified the fossils belonging to a dinosaur, carefully attempted to extract the dinosaur from the ground. 12-hour shifts is what they were taking before removing it in fragments. The pieces of the dinosaur were transported uh, to the museum where it was uh, painstakingly put back together. I mean, just amazing. So I was looking through this trying to figure out what the fuck they called this thing. Um, so yeah, okay. More impressing, they said. The dinosaur has been identified as a previously undiscovered form of ankylosaur called notosaur. Unlike ankylosaurs, notosaurs didn't have lethal tail clubs, but they did have a thorny armor all over the body. Estimated that the inhabited, uh, they inhabited Canada between 110 million and 112 million years ago during the mid-Cretaceous period. According to researchers, the dinosaurs uh, certainly a herbivore. Like, so fucking cool that they found this. You know what I mean? Super fucking cool that they were able to uh, discover this thing. So, can I go see it? I don't know yet. What do you mean? I want to go. I want to go look at it. What do you mean? You want to go see it? Like you just it's not on go, display like, yet? No, no, not yet. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Hey, you are in luck, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Just a second. This month, the Royal Tyrell Museum will allow the public to view their astonishing find for the very first time. It will be the centerpiece of a new exhibition of fossils, which have been recovered from the industrial sites all over the state of Alberta. There it is. Cruise on up to Canada. Call it good. Mm, Let's see. Directions. (laughs) It is currently a 23-hour and 27-minute drive. How many hours? 23 hours and 27 minutes. I'll be driving right by you. Hey. You can just, like, pick me up. Maybe that'd be fine. You broke up there. It says they have 130,000 fossils in their collection. Good Lord. 130,000. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. Read me another one because I want to see if you do it. I want to see if you do it. Knock it out of the park. I don't. I'm guessing it's probably not. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Breaking bat out of hell. Witnessed (laughs) by father and son. Little come out river in Chicago. They saw another flying creature. No way. So this uh, comes from Phantoms and Monsters, and it's yeah. just like a report. So it's the fifth reported flying entity in Chicago in the last month. Uh, the date was April 27th at, let's see, this would be th- two, 4.40, 4.30 approximately. Um, the Little Kalmut River, west of 130th Street, Chicago, Illinois. Two witnesses... Uh, says, I was out with my son by the banks of the Little Kalmut on the northwestern side of the Hedgewick Park at a spot where we have had some success catching fish, fish in the past. It's located by the trestle bridge that runs east to west over near 130th Street. It's a spot that takes a little effort to get to, but it has some payoff in catching some medium-sized catfish. Oh, it's 7.30 p.m. It was about 7.30 p.m., and we were packing up our gear when we heard something that sounded like train brakes when the trains, uh, when a train is slowing down. The sure. problem was that there was no train going by at the moment. Okay. Uh, when the train goes by, you usually feel it going by. You can also hear it as it's pretty loud. On this day, it was quiet with the occasional sound of trucks or cars 
going about. We heard the sound again and saw something fly from our left towards some trees on the other side of the river. We thought it looked like a giant bird, but it was solid black. Within a minute, we heard the sound again and this thing straight up and over the trestle bridge and headed off down the river. This thing was unlike any bird we have seen in our lives. It was solid black and had to be about the size of a full-grown man. It had wings that must have been 10 feet from tip to tip. It flew up and out of sight within within seconds. Uh, We couldn't really get any details as the thing flew like a literal bat out of hell and was still on the other side of the river. What the balls Uh, is going on? We stood there and watched it fly away. It was just, I was just blown away. But then my son piped up and said he had read about some giant bat sightings that occurred in Chicago lately. Maybe this was one of them. We packed up our gear and got the hell out of there as fast as we could. We didn't want the thing to come back and see us there as we were not supposed to be there fishing in the first place. Oh, so they were trespassing. Uh, later that night, my son showed me the websites where the reports were listed, and that led me to report this sighting. I'm sorry that I couldn't give you more info on the thing, but frankly, he was lucky that he made it out of there. This was in April, so maybe this thing's moved down to Iowa. What the fuck's going and, on? And got Casey? shoes and pants. What the fuck's going on? Like, something weird is happening. Ah. Uh. I don't know, don't know dude. Man. God damn it. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm just going to read this story. I'm going to do it. I'm just okay. going to read it. This is out of Colorado. Hunter claims he was sexually assaulted by a Sasquatch. I did not see this what story or I would have pulled it. <laughs> I thought for sure that you would have saw this, pulled that some bitch, and it would be done. I would have if I would have saw it oh, for yeah. sure. Daryl Whitaker from Glenwood. D- Daryl or Daryl? Daryl. Okay. Daryl Whitaker from Glenwood Springs, Colorado, claims the Sasquatch attacked him and attempted to rape him while he was walking in the woods. Also this year, a woman from Idaho. Uh, told local police that she saw Bigfoot while driving. Bah, 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 bah. We've already talked about that, right? Um, Bigfoot described the height ranging from two to four meters in height, weighing over 300 kilograms, covered with reddish or dark brown hair. Witness described large eyes, uh, protruding ridge on the forehead, similar to the crest of the male gorilla. A scent strong and unpleasant. And he, <laughs> huge footprints, about 60 centimeters long. The reports claim that uh, Bigfoot is omnivore and nocturnal. This poor guy straight up believes that he was sexually assaulted by Wait, Bigfoot. Did I miss it? Did it say if it was nighttime or daytime when no, this happened? It doesn't say a word about it. doesn't say mm, a word about it. Because I'm wondering if it was dark. <laughs> it was just a really hairy guy. <laughs> oh my god! Did they do any god. DNA testing? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> you're like these are questions that need to be asked, right? <laughs> it's just like the next time old Daryl goes hunting or something. I have a. I'm guessing he's not like, going to be going back out. Like, hey, Daryl, man, the same place. Watch your corn, old man. and then reading this like when it says like it's very tall and uh has an unpleasant scent to it i was reminded instantly of uh anchorman that chick's in there she's like it smells like bigfoot's dick (laughs) pretty much uh pretty sure that our our old pal daryl whitaker over here knows exactly what Bigfoot's dick smells like. Crazy, crazy, crazy. 
Just a minute. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to look on Facebook. For... Whitaker. How do they spell it in their thing? Um, W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. Just one T? Correct. People. And hear what this this dude's got to say here. Rhode Island, not him. But I don't think no, it's this that is Glenwood guy. Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. This guy's a hockey player. Hey. Uh, I don't think. I think he lives in Florida. This guy. I can't tell where he lives. Does it say how old the man is? No, it doesn't, but he looks to be mid-50s. D-A-R-L-Y. D? Or, sorry, D-A-R-Y-L. No, I got a D-A-R-R-E-L. Oh, okay. I'm finding him, and I'm asking him live. That's what's up. Uh, Let's see. We got one in Nebraska. One in Virginia. One oh, he looks like a winner. Um, <laughs> you know, after this Facebook story uh, posted, you know that he like straight up freaking just deleted all his shit. One in Alaska. Uh, another one in Alaska. Ooh, please be the choreographer or dancer. No, oh. he's in California. There's a public group named Daryl Whitaker. What? Oh, okay, okay, never mind. It's uh, when somebody died oh. in 2012. Huh. So, yeah, no, uh, is it two L's or one L? I thought it was two L's. Okay. Just Google that shit. I'm going to Google it, too. Bigfoot dick. No. <laughs> There's the Bigfoot. Yeah, it's right here. I got it. But you had you uh, have Facebook. I want no, to look at God, his no. Facebook page. No. Uh, Glenwood Springs Police Department, Colorado Parks Wildlife Agency are investigating a reported attack on a man who was attacked by an eight-foot-tall Harry gorilla-like creature that dropped out of a forest tree, punched him in the face, knocked him out, according to the World News Daily. When Daryl Whitaker regained consciousness, the creature was stripping off his clothes and underwear. The alleged Sasquatch or Bigfoot could not be reached uh, for comment. His agent did not return our calls. He has an agent? <laughs> no. They're talking about Bigfoot. Oh, okay. He goes, kudos to the World News Daily, the beacon of truth and bastillion of journalistic integrity for scooping the rest of the fifth estate on this story of the decade. (laughs) Fuck. The World News Daily is probably best known for their great coverage of the Bat Boy. I thought that was the, the Daily World News, though. No, I think it was World News Daily. Okay. Oh. Christ, that is amazing, though. Straight up dropped out of a tree. Dressed in camo. (laughs) Two of them, actually. There you go. But only one of them doesn't say where they live. Damn it. Just Mm. damn it. I don't think think he's online. Crazy. Just crazy. Oh, well. There's a lot of them, actually. Oh, well. (laughs) There's a lot of Daryl Whitakers out there spelled that way. Hell yeah. Oh, this one knows karate, maybe. With karate, kick your ass. That's nice, though. That's a man. That's a woman. Anyways. Oh my goodness. Guess what I have today? What? I have uh end of the world. 
kind of story. Hey, let's do it. Feeling froggy. Anonymous warns about World War Three. Oh shit! Which, by the Coast way, didn't happen. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, so it it possibly could have, and this actually fits into it because. Okay, let's do this then. <laughs> um. Well, I'll, I'll mention this. I haven't read this whole thing yet, so they may mention it in here, but I don't know if they mention the prophecy. I don't think they do. Yeah. Anyways, there is something that did happen on Saturday. Okay. A provocation of sorts. You know how uh, North Korea has been launching stuff, and usually they explode or crash and do whatnot? Yeah. On Saturday, they launched a missile that we were unaware of. The other ones, we knew they were going to do it. Somehow, you know, we got, I'm sure we have spies or hacked into them. Or Anyways, they launched a missile that we didn't know about. We didn't sure. know it was coming. It was a test missile, okay. but it was a success. And it's one that they say can carry a nuclear weapon. Oh, fuck. Now, they're still trying to figure it out, but it was a successful launch and an unknown one. And it also helped spur on more tension of everything so okay that could be because just because they say that's when it's going to start and I, you know I don't know about this guy but a war can start be considered starting from that even if we hadn't responded oh, yet oh fuck are you kidding me of course so Absolutely. I mean that did happen that day so huh. The guy, I don't, I haven't looked to see if he said anything about it, but the guy could use that as say, see, something did happen. True. Which, you know, things happen every day. Yeah. That could possibly spark off something, but there was something that did happen. And I remember reading about it and I got an alert on my phone about it. And, um, <laughs> you're like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Anyways, my God, it's real. <laughs> Let's get into the story here real right. quick. Uh, the hacktivist group known as Anonymous have released a chilling new video where they warn that a conflict between the United States and North Korea will spark World War II. I actually introduced... She had heard of Anonymous before, my wife, but sure. she hadn't really paid attention to them. And there's a really oh, good um, documentary on Netflix called We Are Legion. Yes. And we watched that actually yes. yesterday. Good flick. Um, Good so flick. So I introduced her to more of uh, Anonymous. And she was convinced by the end of it that I'm a, a member of it. But oh, nice. I'm not. Nice. Well, I mean, I could be. But, but you I'm never know. You. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Remain anonymous. Uh, the eerie footage features the group's trademark figure, an individual wearing a Guy Fox mask, yep. and speaking with a distorted voice telling viewers that... All the signs of a looming war on the Korean peninsula are surfacing. The speaker goes on to observe the various nations are taking steps to prepare for this conflict, which will be fierce, brutal, and quick. Among the worrisome events noted by the narrator are China telling its citizens in North Korea to leave the country as soon as they can, and the United States' recent test of an ICBM capable of hitting the hermit kingdom Shit. Um, warnings from the Japanese government to their citizens as well as influx of American troops in Australia are also pointed to as signs that the war is imminent Whoa. the video goes on to suggest that different geopolitical interests will draw the world's superpowers into this conflict on the Korean peninsula and in turn cause smaller nations to also choose size Ultimately, it says the battle will erupt into World War III and that viewers need to be prepared for such a development because the citizen will be the last to know. Of course. That's all they wrote about it, but that's basically... You know, that lines up almost yeah. with... It does. I mean, I, I, it's I'm not a big secret. If any, sorry. <laughs> if people pay attention to the news, they know that something is going to happen there. Somebody's going to eventually go in and take Un Kim Jong Un out, right? And whatnot. It's just the only reason we haven't done it is really because 
well, we don't want anything happening to South Korea if we can help it. Plus, the Chinese kind of backed North Korea, so to speak, not necessarily outwardly, but they did a lot of business with North Korea, and sure. they probably still do. But now they're telling their, now China's telling their people to get out, and they're, you know, from what we're told, China is working with Trump yeah. on this now. Yeah. And I don't actually I don't know this. I don't know what kind of relationship Russia has with North Korea. But I do know that the most missile that they had just launched landed in Russian waters. Sure. Um, I don't, it you know, does... it's far from the country. It was right near the you know, where it you know is kind of in the middle of Chinese, Japanese and Russian waters in the Cha- Japanese Sea or Japan Sea. But it was technically in Russian waters, so... It just seems like Russia has their fingers in a lot of pies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just try to think of what could... Yeah. Russia be... Well, I mean, what would North Korea offer Russia? I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's anything... Because they're more opportunistic. The only reason that they kind of back... In my opinion, the only reason that they kind of back some of the countries in the Middle East is for their oil. And other things like that. And they have a somewhat similar government. But, I mean, if you could call most of those countries in the Middle East governments, but... Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I think it could get messy. I really do. It's just full disclosure, you know what I mean? I think it could be a shit show. Sooner rather than later. That's just I mean, it's it's inevitable that we have to do something. I mean, yeah, I something will happen. I don't know if he'll actually launch a weaponized missile at another country, but the threat is there enough too. Yeah, and. You know, even though we're not necessarily allies with Russia and China, even though they seem to back intervention on some level, we are allies with Japan and South Korea. Correct. And a few other, you know, a lot of the smaller countries in that area. So it's something's going to happen. I mean, I don't know this for a fact. Well, I mean, I kind of do. If they do have the capability of hitting our west coast they absolutely have the capability of hitting australia yeah and probably the western part of or the eastern part of europe correct which would be a lot of former soviet countries so i it's just like no i don't think anybody i i that i know of i don't think anybody really has north korea's back no, I mean, why would they? It. What would be the point? Yeah, there's really not one. <laughs> there's really not a point. Unless there's... I, I, I've literally got nothing over here. I know their government is... A lot of people in their government own big businesses within North Korea that do sure. business outside. That's part of the sure. major income for the country. Yeah. So there is business interest in, with other countries, but I would... And this is just an assumption. I would assume that most governments of countries don't want anything to do with North Korea. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry, I just keep going back to that Team American movie. Oh, my goodness, guys. All right. 913-730-7255. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Hit us up at ectoplasmshow.com. We're uh, Instagramming and tweeting over at Ectoplasm Show. And the Ectoplasm Show on Facebook as well. Where else can the good peeps find us, my friend? On Pod Bros. Podbros.com, Pod Bros Podcast Network, the best podcast network out there. That's what's up. That is what's up. Yeah, if you guys haven't been Great over there yet, you really, need to, uh, you really need to check that shit out. Yeah, we def- you definitely need to go check out Bob Bros. And you need to rate and review us on iTunes. That's right. And, um, I, dude, I had to laugh so hard. We got a, uh, 
a comment or something today. Uh, Tyler, or excuse me, Taylor Sellers uh, puts on Facebook six hours ago to the Ectoplasm show. It says, you guys suck, comma, five stars. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So fucking funny. But Tyler Love didn't it. go put that on. Well, as far as I know, he didn't put that on iTunes. Taylor? Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. I said Tyler. That's because I fucked it up first. Sorry, buddy. My bad. Just ball drop. <laughs> Fuck it. Damn it. But yeah, I appreciate the hell out of that. I like it. I laughed. I laughed heartedly. It was amazing. But yeah, I tell you what, guys. Um, like I said, reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts about uh, our pal Dar- Daryl Whitaker getting this shit. <laughs> getting, getting punched and potentially raped by Sasquatch. I want to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> oh my goodness, buddy. I can't make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff though. Good stuff. All right, kids. Well, I tell you what, we are going to uh talk to you soon, bright and early Friday morning. Until then, have a good rest of your week. Talk to you soon. Peace out.